The Hard Shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Well, we wrap up the week with our final furlong. It's a great pleasure to welcome Richie Oakley without the cycle helmet, editor of the (laughs) Ireland edition of The Times. Uh, looking overworked. Uh, Barry Kenny looking underemployed, corporate communications manager with Irish Rail, but looking refreshed and sunny. He's obviously been on one of his sojourns. And Barbara Scully. Looking uh, haggard well, yes, shell. Because you were telling me that your daughter and your granddaughter are home from Australia and you're looking after them at home. I am. They're staying with us for three weeks. Yeah, we're halfway through a three week. Uh, Three week vacation, and, and it's it's, it's worse than a nuclear explosion. It is some. It's somewhere up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shrapnel. It's, so, what age is the granddaughter? She is just over a year and a half. Right, um, a wrecking so ball. She's a, a one woman demolition. Squad. So, have you arranged for a visa yeah. for them to return? To Australia? <laughs> 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 well, unfortunately, they will be returning. Right, I would deport them if they landed on my all, door. I can tell you, it's all ahead of you, Ivan. So, when you yeah, get I know. there, if you need any, know. you know. Well, no, you see, I'm actually. Once you have the reputation, you know, for getting up, once you have the reputation for being outspoken and blunt, no, just go away. I don't want you visiting me. They just actually anticipated and I have no problems. So anything interesting? <laughs> this is, is there anything happening in Well, it's, it's World Piano Day, Ivan, and, and Kent Station Court so this morning. So you taken the day off to That's play right. the piano? We have thing? launched our fifth public piano. Well, can I say, yes. as, your, as your most loyal uh, uh, customer, uh, I absolutely gives me a lift every evening when I come through Pierce Station and the quality of people it's playing incredible. It is incredible. It really and is. all ages yep. and uh, there's the odd ones average but I mean the, the <laughs> yep. vigour they put into it yep. is fantastic. It really is. So we can't eat Pierce, And Houston, they don't get defaced. Do you Wofford. think they get smashed up? Well you know I mean people say that I mean it's like the Dublin Bikes phenomenon people when that arrived first said oh they're all going to end up in the Liffey. Actually people enjoy and respect something which just makes the environment a little bit better. That's and uh, Kent Station now, whatever. So we've, we've been in Watford and now Cork as well, outside of the capital. And so they are spreading you see, like Japanese Richie, not when made. you take the bike, you miss out on these delights of public transport, like a piano. Well, no, a lot of people Because you'd are, have your headphones on as you charge through a red light. Go on. Ah, no. <laughs> Just, there was <laughs> enough go. stuff in the papers about go. cyclists not being humans and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're on the back foot, all right. OK, let's go to our first talking point. It was one of the big transport stories of the week, the collapse of the airline Wow Air, the Icelandic budget airline. Uh, I can cut short the reason because Gavin McLaughlin told me it was oil prices. And if you have a quarter with such intense competition that Ryanair loses money, you can rest assured others will get pneumonia. But it got us thinking about people having cancelled air flights and one's worst travel experience. Richie, tell us your worst. A cancellation, stranded somewhere, or was it just another train journey? No, I, I was on this air and road air and train. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, my worst one, uh, I got a flight one time from Sydney back to, 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 to Ireland and I was, I was doing the whole thing in, in one go. I wasn't getting off anywhere, so it's a 30, like, I think it's about 32 hours. And I got on, I was sitting, Seriously? Da- sitting, sitting, sitting no, down stop. the back and I heard this really noisy person coming this guy and I said please don't be sitting next to me and sure enough this guy sat down beside me and he first thing he said to me was oi Irish boy and then he explained that he had just come <laughs> off an oil rig you know they do like six weeks on an oil oh, rig yeah. two weeks off and he was going to London or something had he had a shower in six weeks no. he just about had a shower but he, he started saying can I have a 
he basically he'd one phrase excuse me can I have a beer please he must have had about 20 beers in about two hours like small cans of beer well, Richie, then, I have to tell you now if I go to entry on that that would be normal on a train he then journey. used to fall asleep wake <laughs> it's up it's quite pleasurable because the journey gets better go on he then asked me kept asking me which air hostess do I fancy and he kept telling the air hostess Irish boy fancies you and all this kind of stuff even though I was not having any conversation with him so the plane eventually I think it, it stopped in Singapore and he was like come on let's go drinking in the airport yeah. I was like absolutely not I'm going to I'm going to stay here. So then the air hostesses came down and they said, look, we're really sorry about the experience you're having. We're going, we're going to move you. So they moved me up the plane and I could hear him coming on about a few hours later going, where's Irish boy? Excuse me. Can I get <laughs> so this was going on. So then the place where I was, listen, these guys started going crazy. They started going into the bathroom, locking the door. They started hitting their girlfriends. Um, the staff started filming them um, and this was like the next leg of the journey, basically. So I'm 16 hours in. This was going on. Right. This went on for about four but hours. But surely you'd naturally guys. fall asleep at some stage. No, this, these guys were keeping the whole plane awake. The, the, there was three staff like filming them at you, all times. Did you, did you complain to the staff? Well, the staff... there was nowhere you could go. No, the, the staff had this one under control and everyone was kind of just... The, the, the pilot came on and just said, can everyone just relax, stay calm. Yeah. We're, we're looking after this. The guys were going crazy. And then the plane landed in Dubai next, I think. And basically they said, could you all just stay safe? And these guys came on. Uh, full-on army guys with rifles and everything Lovely. pointing at this arrested these guys and off they went right. so by the time I got to London There's I was still like awesome. the jail. Yeah, and I would have to say Aer Lingus it was, at Irish the, boy. It, was, it was at the time that you could get you could get first class stuff and when I yeah. arrived in Aer Lingus they must have taken one look at me and gone this fella's had a horrific time and they gave me the first class home from London to Dublin oh, so right. yeah yeah. Well, t- well that is a good start Barbara tell us about your I haven't had any really appalling and in a previous life I worked in the travel business so I did I now I worked for a package holiday company so I wasn't doing exotic travel but it doesn't have to be air flights I mean like um, any well, horror the, the story I'm going to give you is uh, actually an air flight okay. um, I was I worked for Joe Walsh Tours back in the day and one oh. particular season Joe Walsh decided he was going to charter something like 25 seats on the 105 the Aer Lingus flight which was the only flight at that stage going Dublin New York so um with with kind of limited success. So the staff all were allowed at the end of the season that seats were in selling. So we all uh, availed ourselves of seats. So I was travelling. I travelled out to New York, spent a few days in New York, went up to stay with some friends in Boston and it was coming home and I was only young. I was only about 20 and I was coming home on my own and I had to get uh, a flight from Boston to New York in order to get the, the 104 back to Dublin. And there was a um, like a commuter service every hour you didn't book it in advance you rocked up to Boston Airport and you just bought your ticket with Eastern Airlines or somebody and that was fine but there was fog that morning in Boston and I had said to my friend leave me to the airport early because I think it's going to be a bit difficult and sure enough got to the airport it was absolutely jam-packed all the flights were grounded there was nothing moving and nothing could get out of Boston and I'm standing in the queue starting to panic because I knew I was on a free seat so that if I didn't make the flight right. I was going to end up stuck in New York with no money and no way of getting home so I got chatting to a guy behind me who was American and he was he was desperate to get to New York for the Super Bowl. So he said to me, you stay there, honey, mind my bag and I'm going to see if there's anybody moving. And doing all the things my mother told me not to do, I went, <laughs> OK. He came back after a few minutes and he said, come on, honey, grab your bag, let's go. People Express have a flight leaving for Newark shortly. And I, like a knee, just followed him with my bag. Hadn't a clue where Newark was. Thought it sounded like New York, but it, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't, clearly. Dialect. People's Express was a fabulous airline that operated for a short while in America. The planes were all brown. The staff uniforms were all brown. It was kind of strange. And you got on board and it was all so laid back. It was mainly African-Americans on board. And the captain was so laid back. 
So we took off and you bought your ticket on board. And he was like, now, if you're feeling really brave and you want to order a coffee, we'll serve you a coffee. But it was really, really <laughs> bumpy. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. Right. Finally got into to Newark. I had to cab but share. Newark is Newark where? is in New Jersey. All right, Jess. Yes, had yes, to get yes, a cab, yes. shared a cab across back to JFK. Got to JFK, checked in for the 104, saw the green uniform, saw the green flight coming in. Thought, Happy okay, ending, yeah. I'm nearly home. Got on, on board the Aer Lingus flight, sat down in my free seat and uh, we taxied. And, you know, in New York, you taxi for miles, taxied over motorways and runways and everything else. And the next thing, there was an electrical storm. So we had to sit and wait that out. So we waited that out. And we then, have to end the programme. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we, we started to go again and they developed yeah. a tech problem and we had to go back to right. the, I was on the aircraft okay. for six hours okay. before it ever left uh, to take okay. off for a further six okay. hour We flight. needn't hear any more about it. That's fantastic. I was very tired. <laughs> <laughs> and did I tell you about Coldus? <laughs> they were on board and there was jugglers on board. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Ivan, all travel nightmares are long haul flights. It's as simple as that. It? It, it really is. I mean, now I have to say I empathised with Keith Duffy's tragic news this morning, uh, where effectively he's been struck down uh, in Bangkok uh, and has to pull out of the boys' own concert uh, because of something he ate. We were in Thailand for two weeks. And I was playing Russian roulette with street food all through that time and winning, okay? Yes, yes. So here's the day and we're about to fly home and we're walking down some back street in Bangkok. And I'm obeying, I'm obeying all the rules, right? You know, look in, does the food look fresh? Is the place busy? Everything was tick, tick, yes, yes. And the aroma coming out was fabulous. And I said to my wife, I said, got to go in here. She says, you are kidding. We're going on flights tonight. I'm going to McDonald's. You're on right. your own there, okay. sunshine. Yes, so when yes. I went, whatever, gorgeous beef noodle soup, whatever, delighted, came out. 13-hour flight, oh, Bangkok oh. to Amsterdam. Oh. Turbulence from about 20 minutes in constantly. Yes. Right. Jack Hammer in your tummy. All I will say to you is, Ivan, yes. I now know why the sink is so near the bowl. Oh. It was just, oh, <laughs> it was, oh I God. spent right. seven and a half oh, hours on a 13 hour flight. Enjoying your Friday roast. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. I was yeah. horrified right. at myself and uh, through this whole, whole thing. Seven and a half hours I spent in, in the a toilet. cubicle at various times. Not, 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 not in a single, not in a single sitting, it must be said. Yeah. But um, I, I was constantly trying to kind of get, and then of course we get to Amsterdam airport. And I'm in need of new underwear at this point <laughs> in the in proceedings, right? <laughs> and the only oh, thing <laughs> available in Schiphol, and I know even you would be going the glamorous <laughs> end of that particular market, but I'm a straightforward yes. Duns or Marks and yes, Spencer's yes, guy, right? Yes. Into Schiphol like Airport. Sounds like case yes. to me, but go on. <laughs> and all I could get was a three-pack of particularly luridly tight Bjornborg right. jockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been just as well, really. Well, three, three, yeah. la three layers, <laughs> were you? <laughs> That's lovely. Well, That's that, really that, killed well, it all. Okay. Can I say, can I say, because I, I, I'm too scared to fly and I've so many horrendous what? personal experiences with flying, I don't fly. But I can tell you something, and this is in favour of Irish Rail. I travelled all across America on Amtrak. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about going from New York right over to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, 26 hours. It is unbelievable. One particular east to west journey that I went on insofar as with Deirdre. The 
I am six foot two. The cabin, uh, the bunk beds were about four foot. Oh, God. Uh, and, and, and basically, the, the whole thing was that we were six hours delayed because every time there was a freight train coming in the other direction, we actually had to pull into a siding because the rail track is owned yes. by the freight company. That's where they make it their money. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. The food was appalling. <laughs> and the worst bit of all was... We were sitting in, in Chicago, I think it was, to go, go on. And we'd had a few horrendous journeys. So we said we would get industrial quantities of wine to bring with <laughs> us to inoculate us through the journey. And what happened was that I, I, we were sitting in the passenger thing waiting. And we thought we had hours. There were 16 weeks. In, and, and then the, the final call for our particular train. We're going to miss our bloody train. We spent about 350 euros. And so, so we ran down. And what happened? But the oh, bottom, the, 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 no. the paper, the paper thing, the smash of all the bottles on the floor in Chicago thing. And I was crying about my wine. She was crying about. We just have to keep going <laughs> and leave the. We left a wine lake <laughs> smashed on the floor. Trail of destruction. And I, uh, they didn't sell wine on the bloody Amtrak train. You want the old you... French hypermarkets sell flagons of wine. Plastic <laughs> cider like bottles. How did you get to America? What? How did you get oh, to America? Oh, the, the, the Cunard. Uh, did the, you? Yeah, I went seven days on the ferry. Did you? Yeah, I wouldn't be going again. All right. Well, I need to lie down after that between <laughs> Barry's tummy, my wine, and the horrendous Irish boy, uh, not to speak of the story that had no end. Uh, I thought you were going to hit it off with the guy from the people. Oh, you're such an old It was going to be a romantic story. You fell in love and you spent the weekend in New York and New Jersey and my you mother... went to the Super Bowl. And <laughs> My mother killed me because that was the days before mobile phones and she didn't think to check about the arrival time. She spent six hours, twelve well, six extra hours at Dublin Airport that she didn't need. We had six other topics to cover between the two news, but uh, Barbara's, Barbara's uh, marathon. Uh, well, what's in a name? Uh, we did, uh, there was a survey done in the UK of 2,000 parents, one in seven felt they actually privately admitted they made a mistake in naming their child. Um, so either the name went on to become too popular because a celebrity took it, uh, or it 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 just gave them a stigma and 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 so on. Uh, did you have any difficulty naming people? No, I didn't have any difficulty naming people. Um, like in choosing names wasn't a difficulty, but I did run into one of the problems that were mentioned in this survey, which is when uh, subsequently somebody well known has the same name. My eldest daughter, said daughter who uh, is home from Australia, was christened Carla, but when she was a baby, we called her Carly. So she was Carly, and she started school. She was born in nineteen eighty seven. Home and away started in nineteen eighty eight which catapulted Kylie uh, into superstardom. So by the time Carla had started school, there was an awful lot of Kylies <laughs> and she was Carly. And that caused, uh, you know, more than yeah. a few people saying, is your daughter called... And I mean, the, the irony now is that she now lives in Australia where they can't say Carla. She's now Carla and they can't say Carla. So she's a travel agent. She has to ring up and say, hi, it's Carla. Yes. Uh, because otherwise they don't know what she's talking about. Uh, my second, will I keep going or do you want me to No, 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 you're okay. <laughs> you're okay. Give me okay. a signal if, if you think I'm talking too much. <laughs> I just switch off the mic. <laughs> we'll just leave you here on your own. Oh, carry on, carry on. My second daughter is Roisin and I think that was my kind of slightly... Sorry, how many kids do you have? Just three. so I know No, just three, just three. <laughs> my second daughter is Roisin and I think that was my kind of slightly Republican phase um, and I, her father's a Brit so I think I wanted her to be very Can clearly Can I just hallmarked. say something here? With Irish, Irish names 
is actually a legacy of pain for people in terms of pronunciation for people yes. and so on. Is there, like, does anyone think, oh, it's quaint and so on? But in a globalized world, is that, like I know it's sacrilegious We're to say it. We're all not going to be able to pronounce everybody's names like in fiek, a globalized fiek. world. I mean, yeah, like, well, you know, Roshi... is it the other F word? You know, what is it? <laughs> Roshi's dad is English, and I think that was one of the reasons I wanted to give her an Irish name. I mean, the other one's dad is the same dad. He's also English, but I kind of got mm. over myself by then. She's called Rasheen every time we go to 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 the yeah. UK. The youngest daughter is Mia. She's the same height as you and I always felt her name was a little bit too Did short. Did you name her after one of the cats? No, no. But <laughs> I felt her name was too small for her. Like she's six foot Mia, nearly two. that's an yeah. unusual name. Yeah, no, it's a nice name but there's a lot of Mias well, around the there. One advantage of a short name is like when someone names you Bartholomew, you end up being called Bertie. You know what I mean? Like a really long name provokes a nickname. Yeah, uh, we, I was, I'm a Finbar. Are you Finbar? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A court mother, so therefore, Seriously, yeah. yeah. So it follows, yes. And Tell me, what's the connection between Finbar and Saint Barry? Finbar. Oh, so Finbar and Cork, but I've been Barry all my life. Um, they didn't give myself and my brother second names whereas they gave our two sisters ah, well the thing second is the names. middle name yeah. you can use all the family names right like yeah. we named uh, a lot of ours oh, like yeah, Campbell yeah, yeah. My, my father-in-law mm. was Campbell we just stick that in the middle name and use all the family names yeah. like using just one is is like some people do three and four yeah, yeah. no it's very efficient just having one name why yeah. would you want more you're filling but out but you obviously more. feel a little bit hard done by because your sister well, I, I, no I, I asked once whatever and they what said you don't get one to grab one for your confirmation, isn't that a thing as well? You do, yeah. You oh, yeah, that's your third name. Yeah, yeah. Are all Finbars abbreviated down to Barry? No, could no, you be no. Finn you could, could you be, be fin, fin, A lot of them are Finbar and stay with Finbar or whatever. Right. But I mean, I have, um, so I've, my regular name is different to my birth cert name. There's also an error on, in my date of birth on my birth cert as well. So official that's forms of me. Official forms of me. No, I have to hand my dad. My, my dad intervened with a name that I wouldn't have been happy with. Oh, uh, right. That was proposed. And uh, that's how. Oh, Barry. go on, share. No, the dad's never going to say on the names. Uh, Callahan. Uh, which was a, which was a, a, rel- a relative name. of my mother or that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know something. You <laughs> well, know something, Richie. Oh. Sometimes a pearl of wisdom drops out of your mouth, <laughs> and I, I have to say, he, he just muttered there. Dads never get a say in no. it. This is absolutely. Now that I think of it, Deirdre decided every name yeah. and everything to do. With I, I, in fairness, I think it's 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 fair enough given that dads have very little to do with well, the whole, childbirth. The whole was horrendous and, and, it's, and it's generally your bleeding surnames that the child gets loaded. Well, yeah. That's, anyway, that's so, you know. so did you have any dilemmas? No, my my kids' uh, mother they went uh, just just picked the names uh, Annabelle and uh, Emma. I think I uh, there's a trend now towards like Very English names mm. now. Yeah, I, I like good there, Protestant names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think like the guides no, of naming name. kids is you go from like you should start with Enid Blyton books and and work backwards from there. I think I think the the whole the whole Dickens. new new names James. Storm and Apple and all these kind of stuff. I wouldn't go for any any. Yeah, of those. no, I can explain. Yeah. My father was John, his father was Ivan, his father was John, his father was, uh, you know, the sequence went on. Uh, right back to my great-great-grandfather was John Jemison. Oh, Do you think I got a bottle of whiskey? <laughs> no, 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 no. The John Jemison. All right, let's move on to drinking. Um, it, well, what do you fancy this evening? Well, here's a pause for thought. A UK study says that drinking a bottle of wine a week can increase your lifetime cancer risk as much as five to ten cigarettes a week. And it's double that. So five cigarettes for a man, ten for a woman. Could this be true? That's one bottle a week. Barry. 
Well, scale this up now, Ivan, right? Because you think five to ten cigarettes, but we people measure consumption of cigarettes in per day. But they're actually saying the bottle of wine a week is the same as five to ten cigarettes a week, right? So scale that up. Five to ten cigarettes a day is equivalent to a bottle of wine a day. So that's you're you're thinking about the kind of yeah. the the bottle of wine being equivalent to constant everyday smoking. Yeah. That's not what this is saying all right. uh, at all. And a actually week. the figures, if you go into it, it's a 1% differential. Like it's actually minute in this study. Is it? And it's, you know, this tends I, to I make... I don't read these. Okay. I just, I just, you know... But this is, this, it's clickbait. You know, it's me a click top line. Yeah, exactly. This is the way to do it. You see, you have yeah. these, these scientists and they do studies and they, and they find relieved. categorical proof of what's actually healthy for us and not. Yeah. And our job is to just try and find little tiny holes <laughs> in their research that allows us to keep drinking exactly. or yeah. do whatever it is we were doing before. No, because I, I would have thought, I would have thought as a former 40 a day person, and my father died. Bottles of wine of, or of cigarettes? No, no, no cigarettes. <laughs> oh, cigarettes. And my father died of lung cancer at fifty-seven and had yeah. cancer from fifty on, simply because he smoked those green major cigarettes, uh, green packets of that. That uh, and you know, you just hear the wheeze and the cough of smokers and the bronchitis. You know, when everyone else gets the flu, they get a double dose of green stuff, their black stuff, they're coughing up and so on. I mean, to equate that to uh, a, a low level of drinking. Of a bottle a night. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't really consider that to be an issue. That's not a, a bottle low a level night. of drinking. That's Sorry? not a lo- that's not a low level of drinking. But there's nothing in a bottle. Uh, but that's it's not does. a low level of drinking. I, I mean, I think what's interesting about this study is the fact that it 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 is it affects more women than men. Oh, um, this, how's, this, tell me more. Well, the researchers said that if a thousand men and a thousand women who don't smoke drank a bottle of wine a week, around ten extra men and fourteen extra women would go on to develop cancer. And there is a link that has been well established between. Uh, uh, alcohol and breast cancer in women. Um, so, you know, I mean, I take Barry's point that it's not putting wine drinking on the same level as it is of, of smoking as, as regards to a risk factor for developing cancer. But there is a link there. Um, and, you know, I think part of the problem is that none of us really accept how much we actually drink. Um, and I, I'm saying this as somebody who no longer drinks. But oh, I was drinking... Um, about two years. Right. Um, I, I, I've I had noticed to... your mood change. Ch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were better crack when you were drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the fact is, I'm I'm just as much crack when I don't drink. Okay. But um, I was drinking myself and himself loved red wine just yeah. like yourself, and we were drinking on average a bottle of wine every night, Monday yeah, through that's between to Sunday. Two between the two of us mm. on the weekend, it would very often go to the second bottle, and I thought that was okay. And I went to my GP about something else completely, and one of the questions I was asked was, "And do you drink?" And I mm. went, "Oh yeah," and and they said, "How?" much and I said yeah about half a bottle and she said a week and I went no a night yeah and sometimes a bit more she said that's not yeah. not a lot of drinking that's a fair amount of drinking yeah it's Mother's Day on Sunday so in the same way that only mothers really name children um what what is special about Mother's Day uh, for you Richie in terms of uh, is it something that is important or is it Hallmark Day I know, I know. I think it is. I think it is is important. Um, most most times I send my mother flowers. This time I haven't got anything just yet. She's probably listening now. She should go crazy. But I'm actually going to go and visit the weekend after next and bring a present that that stage. Oh, but I'll really call in, her in and, May or April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this terrible? It's yeah, not yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not fantastic. Yeah, 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 sorry for your trouble. This is so clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great news, mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. over yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the May bank holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, loving, loving son. Uh, no, no, um, no, look, my mom's one of my heroes. She's She's been brilliant. Um, 
apart from that time when I was a kid and she dumped a fry on top of my head. Um, but other than that, uh, she has been there and is always there. And mum's are great with advice and stuff. And I think it is nice just to 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 to, to get yeah, because sense. they won't last forever. No, yeah, that's that's the other side of it. You know, they don't, no, no, they don't last forever. I mean, uh, that that has to be said. Uh, uh, Barry, uh, well, like you, Richie, I haven't made whatever arrangements for Sunday as of yet. Whatever, yeah. so I'm certainly not going to break the undoubtedly massive surprise that I have for my mother on this. Right. And look, we certainly acknowledge the day. Whatever, I think we're not a family that probably puts on a big show for these days, anyway. Yeah, for birthdays or whatever. Maybe uh, uh, if we're if we're settling scores, like the fry dumped on the head. Uh, I want to yes. point out the time that I was sent. I oh, deserved it. I did deserve it. Is that right? It. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. it's the time I was sent to the soccer prize giving in my communion outfit, and everybody else was in their soccer gear. <laughs> 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 not that I'm not not bitter about that, I, that, no. that at all. But no, as I say, look, we will. I will. I will. We will make sure uh, we meet up. Uh, but but is day. is it not a thing with with all of these things? How did people manage twenty years ago when there wasn't this? National sense of obligation to acknowledge um, these days. I know. I think was, it's was always, this there. always was there. Like, I, th- I think Mother's Day and Father's Day was always there. Well, I think Father's a lot Day of the, doesn't exist. No, I think a lot it of the other. Sell. I think it a lot of the, the, sh- the, the show that's built up around Halloween. My kids, is, my kids would barely know my own <laughs> that's birthday. Your, that's speak. your no, experience. No, no, and you've already said you're I a grumpy old curmudgeon. Them. I wouldn't encourage Father's them. Day is when you get Father's your socks. You'd be lucky to get that at Christmas. With the show around Easter and around Halloween and Patrick's Day, that's all. It's June. June. It's usually June. June. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's near June. kind of midsummer's day. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I left you to last uh, Barbara because A, you'll probably take the longest <laughs> on this. <And> secondly, uh, <laughs> you, you are a mother. So tell us about this. I hate Mother's Day and I hate, well, I'm a natural kind of, if everybody's going one way, I'll go the other way. So okay. I hate being told this is the day that mothers have to be celebrated. But unfortunately, then I shoot myself in the foot because I go around going bloody Hallmark Day and, uh, don't, you know, bloody Mother's Day is a load of old rubbish. And then on Mother's Day, nobody has anything for me, even a, even a card, because they say, we know you hate it. So pff, there you go. I do reserve the right not to cook on Mother's Day and any other day that I deem to be in some way um, associated with my status in life. So Nulig Naman, my birthday, you know, any day that I can get away with not having to cook a any meal, day I, will actually, <laughs> I will actually take that. But can I just talk about you mean, yeah, the fry on the yeah. head and yes. you go to yes. your, your thing. My mother, which I've only just thought of now as I was sitting here and I will <laughs> tell her about Score settling. Yeah, score settling. <laughs> which is a lot worse the than what you had to put up. My mother, ha- ever seen my mother was the proud, proud owner of a Singer sewing machine back in the day and she was useless dressmaker. Absolutely brutal, right? Um, she used to buy these remnants and hickeys and run things up on the on the, on the the uh, sewing machine. So I decided flared tra- flare bell-bottom trousers were in and I wanted a pair of proper bell-bottom trousers like all the cool kids. And she was doing up the um, sitting room. So she took down the curtains and she thought if she turned them inside out, people wouldn't recognise them. And she made me a pair of trousers and uh, <laughs> off I went out to play in the curtains from the living room in okay. the front of the house that Did everybody knew. Where they, well, they were known as Barbara's curtains oh, and right. everybody got a great laugh out of it. Right. And I probably am still scarred about it. So she's not getting anything for Mother's Day anyway either. <laughs> and, and, and if your kids were to say horror stories about you as a mother... Uh, oh God, I'm not even going to go there. They would have plenty. No, but is there anything that you would say, oh my God, I don't believe I did that in too terms of being pushy? I'm too or... easygoing. I mean, I'm way too easygoing. Like they, now that the three of them are all together, they're recounting stories of when they were in school and they decided they weren't going to go in and I kind of went, ah oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm way too easygoing. My, my, own mother, my own mother's greatest day was, uh, well, this was my most impressed moment ever when I was in primary school. I got really upset in primary school one time. I was crying or something. Okay. And uh, I think it was hypersensitive is what, what it'd be called now. But the teacher was saying, 
saying now why are you crying and I, I had no reason for, for, for crying I just was crying just on the spot put on the spot I, I'm sorry to say I invented a dead relative <laughs> and I said my like aunt footballers did my brain. aunt yeah. such yeah. and such has, has died and that's why I'm, I'm so upset so later on I was waiting outside for, for my mother to collect me and the, the teacher kind of appeared as well <laughs> so and so as sorry. my mother pulled in and I got into the car the teacher approached my mother <laughs> and she said I am so sorry to hear about your sister or yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it was and my mother said oh yeah yeah and she, she kind of looked at me and she goes yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're all devastated <laughs> <laughs> and, and afterwards she never mentioned it oh, that was it that and Richie, is classy, and Richie that is classy. you have had the gold to admit you don't even have a bunch of flowers for that woman <laughs> <laughs> for, right. for Sunday I have the presents that is it's actually loads of flowers that's classy touch <laughs> like, we're, we're wearing the green jersey we're yeah. on the team here we'll yeah. cover for our own alright well that's uh, our lot on the show my sincere thanks to Richie Oakley of the Times Ireland edition Barbara Scully and Barry Kenny of Irish Rail uh, really enjoyed that um, we will of course be back on Monday with another edition but that's your lot uh, from the hard shoulder for this week my thanks to the production team Mark Simpson Ashling Moore Dan Flanagan Alex Russo yeah there are quite a lot of them Roisin Davis and Sam Whelan on sound we had Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy. Off the Ball is up next. I can't wait for Croker on Sunday and the Aviva tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. Talk to you on Monday from four. Have a great weekend and thank you for listening. 